listener production. Coffee for one, through your headphones whenever you feel like it. Even in the afternoon or after dinner. Say it again, it keeps me awake. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for joining us, Matt O'Kine. You moved to Brisbane. Oh, mate. But had you changed your address and did you vote in the New South Wales election over the I weekend? I didn't. I didn't. Haven't. Uh, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you broken what up? What I will say is I did vote. I did okay. vote. Very much so. I did yeah. not vote on Saturday, though. I did an early vote. And it was a very, it was a very sweet feeling for me walking into the early voting centre mm-hmm. because the last time I did that, did the early vote, was four years ago and, or, or you know, approximately four years ago. And that night, after me and my partner, who was heavily pregnant at the time, voted, that night she went into labour. What? We had Sophia. Wow. So I was, I had a lot of feels as I was walking into the polling. Um, but I mean, I did move to Brisbane and there was a huge weekend mm. of sport up in Brizzy. The Brisbane Derby, mate. <laughs> well, NRL Brizzy, the, the Dolphins versus the Broncos. The Dolphins got done for the yeah, first time, they did. didn't they? they did. There was a lot of good games happening over the weekend. A lot of one-pointers. Well, the game was probably so big over at Lang Park that it caused the power outage over at the Gabba when the lights went out halfway through the fourth quarter of the AFL. Mate, that's look, it happened in the in the netball as well and it actually completely ruined the game. So they had a they had a delay at the beginning of the game. This is Adelaide versus the New South Wales Swifts, right? Thunderbirds versus Swifts. They had to start late because they had a slippery floor. You know those stickers that they put on the on the mm. on the court like for advertising and stuff like that. They hadn't been lacquered properly, so they were slippery. Oh. So they were like, people were like, we can't play on this. So they had to peel them up. That takes a while, right? So they start the game about and half an hour late. And then it's always too sticky because it always leaves a little bit of residue. <laughs> yeah. So people getting stuck on like a fly trap. Yeah, and then they had a power outage as well, right? And so they couldn't finish the game. So they had to end the game half time, both teams even in points. <laughs> and so it was a draw. And the teams were... <laughs> Filthy, man. I don't know oh. what was going on, whether we need more battery packs or whether people at home need to start, you know, stop using the dryer when the games are on, but please. Well, we better keep the lights on today. We've got a massive guest, comedian Daniel Sloss will be joining us. He's coming along to Australia alongside his great mate and excellent comedian Kai Humphreys as well. Both of them will be joining us later on today. Plus, up next, we've got a new member of the All Day Breakfast family to introduce you to. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's Jump in. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, we do have Daniel Sloss coming up later on, but we thought right now we would get a very special guest on the show with producer Bron taking a couple of days off. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you, the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast listener, our producer Nat. G'day, Hi. Nat. Hello. Cur- currently residing in uh, Australia's favourite city, Bris Vegas, mm-hmm. Olymp- home of the Olympics 2032. You a uh, Brizzy local? Born and bred, never oh, left. Oh, yes. Got the 40, <laughs> what, what what tattoo on your neck? Uh, the 4055. Oh, yeah. Where is that again? <laughs> <laughs> also got 
the brown snake running through my veins. Oh, yeah. Staring at it. I'll tell you what, it is looking brown this weekend as well. We've got Daniel Sloss coming up. Very soon we're talking about brown snakes, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit later, Nat. Unrelated, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) two unrelated stories. You made it sound like they were... Connected. Yeah, weird segue. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just, it's all about forward promo here on, uh, on All Day Breakfast. But now, you're not going to just be sitting here in the shadows uh, when you come in. Every, it's all big part of the team. And Bron usually brings a little bit of terrible news to it with us at Clickfish. So we asked you what sort of articles have uh, been piquing your interest recently. Mm, I mean, there was a few things floating around this morning, uh, but there was, there was definitely one that caught my eye. Mm. There's a lady from the Philippines that has been praying to a statue of a Buddha, apparently, for four years. Mm, mm, Many do. As you do. Now, this article is saying that she's only just recently realised that it wasn't actually a statue of a Buddha. It was a statue of Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. In her defence, it does look a little bit like Buddha. Oh, yeah, like if it didn't have the little tiny ears, like maybe she just missed the tiny little ears. It's She's focusing on the belly. Out. Yeah. Is it like a bronze the... statuette it's, or something no. like that? It is bright green. It's bright green. <laughs> it is so lime green. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the comments are really funny, though. They were saying yeah. that she was actually worshipping the real God the entire time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what if you were, Matt, I mean, if you were writing the Shrek Bible, what sort of you know, wisdom would you be putting in there? Well, I, I mean, the same stuff as the Christian Bible, you know, thou, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's donkey. <laughs> is that is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think some of them say ox, but I think the main thing is don't steal his donkey. No, that's that's absolutely true. We should really write some good 10 Shrek commandments, <laughs> well, honestly. Well, we should have. Yeah, we should. Um, <laughs> Do we have time to quickly write 10 Shrek commandments Can I have a look at some down? of the... Let's have a look at what the 10 commandments are. Uh, what should, we are should, the we ten should know these off by heart, you know. <laughs> 10 commandments. <clears throat> uh, well, you should have no other gods before me. That makes sense. You should uh, have no other swamps before mine. Mm, remember the remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Uh, maybe just the commandment: listen to Smash Mouth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> that that is? Don't they don't they have a uh, song with holes in it? Um, they do. Hey, hey, now you're a rock star. What's the other one? The, I'm a believer. Yeah, oh, they okay, that was that one. Then I saw her face. Well, then she saw Shrek's face. Now she is a believer. All right. That's that's incredible. Well, anything else that you've been uh, spying in the news, producing that? Um, there was actually one other thing, which is a growing trend. We love a trend here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Mm. Is this something you picked up off TikTok? It wasn't actually. It was actually very informed. It was from the ABC. Wow. Okay, yes. so we can believe it. Mm, um, we can. What? <laughs> What? And it's not Shrek related this time. Okay, so what's this trend that's happening? Uh, This trend isn't actually with the living. It is with the people who have passed. Okay. Apparently people are now requesting themed coffins. Oh my goodness. We shared a a little note about this on the the team WhatsApp. Mm. Now, what sort of coffins are we looking at here? Well, there was one that was Arnett's Biscuit themed. Because the lady who unfortunately passed loved a Monte Carlo. So she and was she in had a, a great Monte sense Carlo of humour. <laughs> so, so her coffin was covered in Monte Carlo biscuits, aren't it? 
Wow. I mean, she should have she should have gotten a real sick like spray tan and then just been buried between two biscuits. <laughs> you know, like that would have been the human Monte Carlo. <laughs> That's incredible. And this is p- the perfect trend for me as well because growing up when you're little, all you want is a race car bed and you know <laughs> tough to get but now at the end of the life finally my final resting place could be the coolest bed of all which is the race car coffin um it's not just it's not just um the arnets either there's a Parramatta eels one that someone has done along with his favorite beer so there's a picture of the the team logo and the beers that he's got yeah it's um, going down in a slab <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, go down just as easy as, you, as your favourite <laughs> beer does. Just, oh, this goes down quick, six feet under. I just imagine like, pallbearers would carry the coffin in the same way as they'd probably ca- carry a slab back from the bottle, though, just over the shoulder there. <laughs> Off it goes, the final beer run. Um, <laughs> so, Alex, you'd have a race car coffin. Yeah. Matt, what would what would you... What'd be your pick? I want speakers in mine. I was just thinking about whether I'd go Pop, down... subwoofers. Yeah, get, get that base. Um... I would probably, oh, geez. Okay. Give me a second here. Let me think. What do I, what do I like? (laughs) Do you know what would be funny is if I got buried in a life-sized Alex Dyson? (laughs) Do you know how weird that would be? Like I was just entombed in you, like some sort of Tutankhamun Tomb. So you're in a sarcophagus, <laughs> but it's a sarcophagus that looks <laughs> like me. You. <laughs> like the weirdest podcast babushka ever. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> All right. I, I'll start working on my paper mache. Uh, Nat, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to working you throughout the week. And thanks for jumping in. Thanks, guys. Recently moved to Brisbane, Alex Dyson. Yes. If you listen really closely, Matokine dropping a couple of hints here and there, a few breadcrumbs to let you know that he is headed towards the Sunshine State. Yeah, that's right. And I'm still getting used to a couple of things. <laughs> um, got the pool, which is great. Yep. Um, but it's the wildlife that surrounds it that I'm <sighs> still getting used to. Yes, well, I did do a tour of Botswana one time, and it is the watering holes uh, that does attract the beasts. That's <laughs> where you find the best game, mate. We got about five <laughs> kookaburras that come by for a little paddle every morning. I mean, they're nice. They have a little laugh. It's all good. Uh, at least someone does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I'm not necessarily so excited about, though, are the snakes. Mm. And the spiders. Mm-hmm. Frogs? Now, um, what's that? Frogs? Yeah. Nah, I'm good with frogs, mate. Frogs don't kill you. They come along? I haven't seen any. Yeah. Probably, they're probably scared of the snakes as well, if I, <laughs> yeah. I dare say so. How many snakes you got there, man? Look, I haven't seen any snakes, but Stav, um, popular breakfast host here on the Hit Network in Brisbane, he posted a video on his Instagram of... Just in his backyard, not unsimilar to where, you know, we live mm-hmm. within, you know, uh, distance from the city, etc. Just a snake eating a possum. <laughs> That's now, slightly <laughs> concerning. <laughs> yeah, right. 
like the full thing just wrapped up. This was at regular time in the evening in the backyard. He's posted on his Instagram. Wait. Got the torch on the phone. What and do you mean regular is, time? Lunchtime? Well, like, as in dinner like. Dinner time? Yeah. Di- before dinner time? <laughs> dinner is time. Is a snake spoiling its dinner <laughs> by having a whole possum before dinner? Filling up this on was, possum before the main course? This was just, a, yeah, Mado this Cohen. is an entree. Yeah, exactly. Before he numbed me. Um, or she. Snakes eat <laughs> possums too. Uh, we female snakes. Um, anyways, so I am genuinely a little bit nervous about everything and it doesn't get any better when I read articles such as this from newsweek.com. And this was, this is one that did the rounds all around the world. Thank you. Wow. Horror as woman finds deadly six foot snake in her bed. Right now, this is from Queensland, Australia, just outside the Gold Coast. Now I would say a young Meadowkind comedian would take that headline and run with it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. But now it's just pure terror. I'm too scared. That's it. If I was in a non-snake threatening state, I would have a solid laugh. (laughs) Yep. Okay. But right now there's no time to laugh when there's people and possums getting eaten. Yep. All right, so they found a brown snake. She calls. She she said she closed the door immediately. It's in her bed. It's just sitting in her bed. I, the photo okay, is. Okay, it's not been... waking up and it's in the bed next to her. No, no, she doesn't. It's not the uh, you know the snake's head on her arm. <laughs> yeah. Post coitus. Oh no! How am I going to get out of this one without waking the snake up? <laughs> it senses <Ugh>. movement. <laughs> No, it wasn't like that. This snake has just slithered in. Mm. She's gone to get ready to get, like to go to bed that night and boom, six foot brown snake, Ugh. Eastern brown snake. Now they're not, they're not a good one. They're not just your, your Queensland python. No, 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 no. They, they, they are out to get you. Mm. Right. And so she's closed the door, blocked up the bottom of the door with a towel and then rung a snake catcher. You know, I grew up next to a snake catcher. Yes, I do know that. You have mentioned that. So I'm quite, I'm quite okay with, with snakes. You know, I used to do a lot of holding them. He was always in, he was always telling me stories about being in people's roofs and getting snakes out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But there's something about a six foot brown in your bed (laughs) that changes things. Right. (laughs) So, um, the, uh, the, the, the snake catcher, Zachary Richards said, oh, by the way, the Eastern brown snake is more responsible for more snake bite fatalities than any other species in Australia. Okay. They have the world's second most toxic venom. Yeah. Be very careful around the Eastern brown. Yeah. Um, and so he saw it, tried to disturb it. It sort of slipped down underneath the bed. He said, Finally got into a bag, and then he released it out into the wild. But it's a telling tale, Alex Dyson. And, and Snake Catcher Richard said, if you see a snake, back away slowly, leave it alone, confine it to one room, and call in a professional. And then he also said, check the bed carefully. Now, this is the sort of stuff that when I'm moving states... <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, Brisbane noise, you know? Like, I mean, I'm from here, but I mean... I don't, I don't need to have to check the bed. Yeah. There needs to be a smart traveler sort of website like there is for traveling overseas, but for <laughs> moving to different parts of Australia. It's like the sharks on the beaches now. I'm going to need a drone in my yeah. bedroom every single night to see whether there's <laughs> spotted a, 
any serpents creeping yeah. into my bed. Well, that'd be quite fu- a funny website to come up with, actually, <laughs> if Matt and Alex came up with a smart traveler website for Australia and like you listening, you gave us like your town, let's say you're from, you know, Inverell or, you know, from Deramitz, <laughs> I don't know, just got to say, yeah, just, you know, don't go down the... Don't go down the skate skate ramp down there because there's an angry goose from the Botanic Gardens that comes and <laughs> comes and gets you. Oh, <laughs> it's mate. one for regional towns all over Australia. Don't even talk to me about black swans. I got pecked on the knee by one. Really, co- it really went for the cap. Um, <laughs> I did. It did make me ask you, what have you found in your bed, though? Oh yes. Well, Beck got in touch with us off the back of audio producer Link having a bat in his house. That's right. Uh, Beck said a baby bat. Baby bat in the bed. Yeah. Bed bat. <laughs> bed bat and beyond. No, 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 bed bat. Heather said a centipede <laughs> fell on my face in the night. Oh, <laughs> that's not what you need. They are one of the grossest moving things. Yeah. That you can find, I reckon. What about this? Demetria said, I found salami in my bed in a four and a half star LA hotel. <laughs> oh, there are, there are many meats that I'd prefer to find in my bed than, a, than some salami. Yeah. I wonder, I found salami in the bed. I wonder if that's like a, a large, you know, sausage of salami <laughs> or that's like sliced That's come circles. straight off a of pizza, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Someone sat in their room with some room service and just flicked it like a Frisbee <laughs> deep into the pockets. That must be it for sure. Uh, Jared said, I found a newborn litter of kittens <laughs> in my bed in a hostel in South Africa. Oh Whoa. <laughs> wow. Probably hiding from a snake. Mm. Jeez, that's, that's Yeah. Rakesh, uh, my sister found lamb chops in the bottom of her bed under the covers when, when going to bed one night. Yeah, that's like my friend, he found a chicken bone because his dog had oh, taken yeah. it in there. Well, lamb chops, that's not like the, the teddy from Lamb Chops Play Along, is oh, it? Oh, I used to love that song. Lamb oh, chops don't do it, don't do it, do it. This is the song that doesn't end. Okay, yep. no, I won't. Um, yeah. Tess, Tess got in touch <laughs> with us. At school, that was the funniest <laughs> thing to do, to continually sing that for as long as possible. Oh, man. Um, Tess got in touch with us as well. Tess, you found something odd in your bed. I certainly did. So we're going to travel back in time to about 2003 when Delta Goodrum appeared to be just about everywhere. Mm. Um, innocent eyes. Mm. Oh, yeah, not so innocent. Born to try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know it. All. Know all about it. All. Yeah, go yep. on. So what happened? So uh, I was pretty vocal about the fact that I was just feeling a bit overwhelmed by the massive presence Delta had <laughs> everywhere I turned. We all um, were. Yeah, I think we all trudged through that time together. But uh, my flatmate at the time had a boyfriend who worked in a department store. Um, and little to my knowledge, one night when I was out on the town, they decided to sneak in a life-sized cardboard cutout of uh, lovely Delta and pop her into my bed for when I arrived home from a, a night of clubbing. <laughs> now, <laughs> what, what sort of surprise did this give you when you got home, Tess? Well, I think they, they thought it would go differently. I think they suspected I'd turn on the light and pull down the covers and go, ah, but I actually just didn't. I got into bed without turning on the light 
and just oh. laid down and, and kind of cracked her in half. <laughs> oh, no! No, Delta! You br- no. So, um, yeah, look, didn't go to plan. But I got into bed thinking, this bed's freaking uncomfortable. What's going on here? I just bought really cheap, shitty sheets. And then, and then, then heard the crack and I turned on the light and she was staring me in the face. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. And uh, was the question is, was Delta Goodrum a Duna hog? <laughs> she was a little bit worse for wear, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, mm. look, I felt a bit bad for how I treated it. So I gave her the, uh, the good pillow and, and just said, look, you just make yourself comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> enough. You know, if you kicked Delta out of your bed, you would have been lost without her. So I'm trying mm. to make a I'm joke so, about lost I'm without so you. Is that... I've been thinking about that and thinking... <laughs> I'm so pleased that it was you and not me who Matt came Matt was <laughs> born to try and born to fail. Um, oh, thank you very much for that, Tess. We'll catch you later. I was going for lost. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Bye, Tess. Bye. Thank Well, Alex Dyson, our next guest, I'm at Alex All Day Breakfast, the two comics who I had the pleasure of uh, joining on stage years ago when they were, you know, just starting out. And they have since gone on to just be absolute game crushers right (laughs) across, not Australia, not the UK, but genuinely the world. Um, uh, the first person I'm going to mention, you might've seen, uh, a couple of his Netflix specials. He's just come a hot off the back of a tour from India alongside his touring mate, Kai Humphreys is also with us. Please welcome to Matt and Alex all day breakfast. It's Daniel Sloss. And hello, Kai, Kai Humphreys. Hey, Kai. Hello, man. How are you doing? Now, you're joining us uh, a few doors down from Daniel right now. Um, yeah. Please please tell us what the uh, accommodation is like at the moment. That's a good one, this. Um, I'm, I'm astonished at how bad your plug sockets are. I couldn't just plug in my laptop for this thing. Like, it just drops out the wall. It's like a weak handshake. I have to wedge <laughs> it in. So I'm, I'm, I'm acclimatizing myself to uh, your ways. Beautiful country limp handshake. um well you are in new zealand wellington at the moment you've come just off a indian tour right yeah yeah we did uh, bengaluru delhi and mumbai can Um, i I just tell you how ridiculously famous he is in india it's like it's like traveling with uh, with harry styles when he's in like people swarm my car when we're driving through it's like beetle fever <laughs> but also i did see footage it's uh you of you guys but i like i mean some seriously huge stadiums i mean like a you know convention center auditorium style of, of venues which must be mind-blowing considering you know this is your first time there right yeah yeah but to put it into like perspective so when we went out there we so we we sold out like all of our venues in about 10 minutes. And obviously in my head, I'm like, wow, like I'm really, really famous in India. And then you Google the population of Delhi and it's 33 and a half million. And you're like, oh man, like just any, any white person could sell out anything here just by turning up. There's just so... To be popular in a subculture in India is like being popular, like mainstream everywhere else because a subculture can still be thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Well, stand-up seems to be something that's really taking off mm. there. It's, I would say, that, I mean, because we, we literally tour uh, 
the the world. I would say that India's comedy scene is probably fourth. It would go America, then it would go the UK, then it would go Australia, and then it goes India. Their wow. understanding of English comedy is better than the understanding in France, in Portugal, in Germany, in Eastern Europe and stuff. And that's not a criticism of those countries, but it's just mind-boggling how, because it only started in India about 15 years ago, but they just got behind it and it's just gone from strength to strength like we were mean. And also it's so funny to go to a country where there's comedy is where cancel culture actually exists when yeah. it's an actual as opposed to australia where it's like oh i can't say the racist words i want to say anymore <laughs> like in india if you criticize the government or even you get the rest that you you cannot <laughs> criticize the government you're, jail. you're in jail that's <laughs> actual cancel culture that's what it actually is when it's real the de-platform you from your house um, <laughs> Well, they're glad. <laughs> That's it. Well, did you have any have any while you uh, guys were performing? Did you have any interesting issues with the audience and the and the language? Because Nishant Suri, one of India's biggest comedians, was in Melbourne recently performing at Comedy Republic, and um, before the show, there was a lot of people in the audience there, and a few people came in at the last minute. It was like, oh, sorry, we'd like to see this, and one of our staff members clocked it and just went up. Quite politely, but also not wanting to presume. She came and said, I don't want to be presumptuous here. Those four Americans came in, but this performance is in Hindi. Um, if you, <laughs> if you, I don't want to presume you don't speak Hindi, but they didn't. And they, yeah, they, they <laughs> exit, politely, politely exit because they thought, oh, maybe we'll come back to, to another one. We might be able to appreciate more, even though the humor in Hindi yeah. is incredible. <laughs> the, switch, the switch between, because there's so many languages in in, uh, in India that the, the perform in English, the Indian comedians, but then when they get excited or they start an audience interaction, they'll switch into Hindi or whatever the, the yeah. language is. So me and Daniel were watching it and we just got left behind. We're just watching it, enjoying it and understand everything. And then you feel like you've had a stroke because without <laughs> any warning, they'll just start speaking a different language. <laughs> They'll literally do a single joke where the setup is in Hindi and then the punchline is in English or vice versa. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was la I was laughing for different reasons. <laughs> Carly Breen and I uh, went to India as well on tour and it, to getting to the gig from your hotel to the gig is just as amazing as, you know, being at the yeah. gig. The stuff you see... Just, you know, family of five on a motorbike. Yeah, cozy note of the litter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, you know, um, Harley, Harley talks about a guy wearing a, um, like a desk on his motorbike. He was riding a motorbike. He's like just riding along <laughs> trying to get this desk somewhere. Yeah. What are some of the stuff that you saw while you were there, guys? When we were in uh, Delhi on the last day, the weirdest thing I saw is just on the motorway driving down at the side of the road was i'm going to say at least 15 to 20 couples young couples like a baby you know 18 to 21 years old all just kissing at the side of the road <laughs> on their mopeds and canoodling and and it just like it's like a little first date sort of just but on the hard shoulder <laughs> And I'm going, what kind of weird moped swinging thing like is... A little lover's lane that you've just gone past. Yeah, and it turns out that's the only place they can like, get privacy away from their parents when they're trying to go on dates and stuff because their family will just like follow them around and be like, what are you doing? Are you going to get married? And they're like, you know what? 
let's just pull over and I'll, you know, <laughs> I was about to say something very, very rude there and I remember it was on radio. <laughs> um, it's absolutely amazing. But you look, you're coming to Australia now. Um, it's hot off the back of that tour as well. You've got so many dates and they're big, big shows. It's very exciting to have you off just the back of so much success. Yeah, um, Friday 31st of March at the Brisbane Convention Centre, then heading through the Gold Coast, Adelaide, Sydney Opera House, which will be amazing as always, Hobart's, uh, all the way through till the 26th of April, the Perth Convention Exhibition Centre. Uh, Daniel Sloss and Kai Humphreys will be there as well in many of those dates, which I'm surprised that you'll be in match fitness for because, well, Daniel in particular, you you were getting married and survived a Bucks weekend featuring Australian comedian Nick Cody, which few yeah. people live to tell the tale yeah. in um, sessions such as that. Can you please uh, allow us a little bit of an insight as to what happened in Vegas? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I... I told Kai two years ago that he was uh, my best man and I was like Vegas that's all I want I gave him a list of people that I wanted uh, out there and then I was like well you can also like wing it uh for the past two years on our podcast every penny that I got from the Patreon I was just like just put it into the stack man let's <laughs> if we like we're we're going out there with 22 if we don't come back with 15 we've all failed as men like we have to <laughs> just die too. out there Seven days is too long to be in Vegas. Seven <laughs> days? Well, Kai, you're like it's a... a long weekend at most, guys. That feels well. Kai, being the best man, I mean, you've you're like a military pl- platoon leader who was losing men, holding people with intestines <laughs> falling out of their stomach. Uh, <laughs> how did you, how did you survive it? There was four of us who, uh, when we arrived on the first night, people started dropping like flies. And then there was four of us who were still still awake when we started the activities on the next day. So we've done like 48-hour power through. Wait, the first two? Yeah. It, with a seven, with another five days to go? Yeah, five days to go and we've done 48 hours hanging on in. And I ended no, the day that's first night spider. fever, bro. That's just Spider-Man gate crashing a wedding. <laughs> I, I, I knew I was drunk on uh, night one because at like four in the morning on night one of my own Bucks party, I went up to like four of the lads and I went, I might go to bed. And they were all like, yeah, man, Please. absolutely. That is like, you need go to bed. To go to bed. Like, this is... And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Falling over. laughs> well, guys, we're so excited for you to hit um, Australia on these dates, starting 30, 31st of uh, March in Brisbane, then going through uh, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Sydney, Hobart, Melbourne, Canberra, Newcastle, Sydney, and then Melbourne again. And then finishing up in Perth. They're huge gigs, but the tickets are flying. So please yeah. check it out. DanielSloss.com if you want some ticks about the show. Yeah, I'll be um, doing a spin-off show. I'm like the Cleveland show. I'm going to be doing a, a couple of solo shows <laughs> as well. And you can find them on KaiHumphreys.com, but I'm going to be doing Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth doing my own solo show as well. And I, I highly recommend going to see Kai. It's, it's so... So good. Both of you guys are incredible. You're kicking ass. Absolutely love to see it. And hope you have a great time in uh, in Australia. We'll catch you, hopefully, next time you're here. Yeah, it's lovely chatting with you, Jens. Yeah, as always. And thank you for listening to another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We sincerely hope we get to see you same time, same place tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.